the Jets, the Blues, a good performance from Winnipeg, three words and phrases that you might not think go together, especially on the road. But on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, we're going to check into a very fun game in which the Jets showed us why, you know, in the future we expect them to be true playoff contenders. This team still has a lot to work with, and despite a lot of my reservations about the direction the team has been in, for a night at least we got to see an old-fashioned route of a very good Blues team in the way that the Jets do best. Basically having to go to overtime, win it by the skin of their teeth, and give us all a few heart attacks along the way. Some thoughts on tonight's game coming up on tonight's Locked On Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey friends, thank you for stopping in on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Whether this is your first listen to Locked On Jets or you are a repeat customer, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so is 100% free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just really love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. On this episode of Locked on Jets, we're going to be exploring Winnipeg versus St. Louis, which, like I mentioned at the leadoff of tonight's show, you know, the Jets were actually pretty full value, which is not something that we say very often. You know, you've seen this team against weaker opponents, and the Jets, yeah, a little bit mixed this year. Uh, I would say that at times Winnipeg has gotten close to being break-even or above break-even in certain statistical categories, but in some of the most important ones for them, particularly in the shooting percentage and Hellebuck save percentage, which uh, is, is actually better than you think it is, but it's it's also not quite up to his usual standard, In those metrics, the Jets have fallen a bit behind their usual pace, which is funny because usually they they struggled to create chances, but they finished everything and got crazy saves from Hellebuck. Nowadays, it's more like Hellebuck is making most of the saves you would expect him to, plus a few extra, and the Jets as a whole are really struggling to score, but they're putting a ton of stuff on net, so a very funny changeover, I guess. And it's definitely led to them kind of falling out of the playoff race. But, you know, Winnipeg right now feels that it is in a more competitive state. And if the rumors around the team are true, it does seem like the Jets are trying to make a playoff push, which, you know, I've mentioned on previous episodes, it's going to be a mistake. And you can check on, like, some of our earlier shows, even the last one I was talking about. You know, the desire for me to see the Jets make the playoffs is pretty minimal. I, I think that this team... Where it is right now isn't really at the level of uh, a true contender. And, you know, there was an interesting article talking about the Blues kind of going through a similar process a few years ago. I forget which article it was, but they were talking about Paul Stastny being traded to the Jets uh, because the Blues kind of recognized that where they were at that point, they weren't really contenders. Even though they were only a couple of points out of a playoff spot, 
you know, Doug Armstrong felt that St. Louis's direction was ultimately not going to lead to anywhere productive, especially once they started facing really good teams in the postseason. In the subsequent seasons, the Blues would then win a Stanley Cup, so I, I do think Armstrong might have been onto something. Uh, you know, this guy is decently successful, you might say. He brought in O'Reilly and another uh, host of great players, including Buchnevich, which he got for a song. And I, I think for me, the Blues represent the kind of retool that I think the Jets could go through and actually be successful at. But, you know, it's sort of reliant on the Jets recognizing that where they are right now, it's not good enough. So I was curious to know what exactly would happen in tonight's game, because the Blues this year have been pretty decent. But for some reason, of all the teams that have given them fits, the Jets seem to play them uh, among the closest out there. The Blues don't really lose a lot of games, but for some reason against the Jets, like I said, they always have really close matchups. And honestly, this is one of the few teams that Winnipeg seems to really show up for. Here you've got a, a Stanley Cup winner in recent times that presents a great model of how the Jets could be. And you've got the Jets on the other end of the spectrum that seemingly continues to spin wheels and maybe not make the kind of progress you would hope. Funny enough, though, right out of the gates, you kind of got the sense that this game was going to be a lot more open-ended, uh, I would say. A lot of end-to-end -end rushes, a lot of counters, and the same can be said for both teams. This was probably as much space as both the Jets and the Blues have afforded each other this year. Usually, we're kind of used to these teams sort of piddling around, taking forever to actually create shots on goal, and not really generating a ton of slot chances, because... Uh, you know, both teams are very cagey. I think a lot of observers tend to call these games like a playoff uh, style because of how closely competitive and very defensively oriented these matchups have traditionally been. But, you know, in tonight's game, didn't really see that as much. The Blues were uh, very much full measure, stretching the ice rapidly, and the Jets were kind of doing the same. What was kind of funny, though, was that you could tell the Jets were just a bit slower than what the Blues had on offer. And, you know, the Blues aren't exactly a fast team. So for me, that kind of concern did stick out as something that may have been uh, a contributor into some of the goals the Jets conceded. I think Winnipeg has really struggled in defending off of the rush. But in tonight's game, what kind of caught me off guard was that the Blues also struggled with it. I know that St. Louis... You know, you know these teams always have defensive issues at some point. You can't escape surrendering chances forever. But the Blues have traditionally been pretty good at nullifying a lot of zone entries and making it very difficult to get stuff on net that's particularly dangerous to, to Jordan Bennington or whoever else is in net. And yet, in this scenario, you know, the Jets kind of, uh, kind of created a good deal of opportunities. I will say that like the first few chances weren't as dangerous. You know, there were a lot of opportunities where they were moderately dangerous or even low danger shots, um, stuff from greater distance, maybe opportunities that were taken from the face-off circles and just missed wide of the post. We actually saw quite a few shots that went wide of the net, but even still, you kind of felt like at some point somebody was going to break the scoring open because there were just too many good counters and rushes where both the Jets and the Blues looked pretty formidable. Despite the Jets outplaying the Blues by a smaller margin, uh, ultimately it was St. Louis that ended up scoring the first goal of this one on the power play. You just really can't give uh, Perron or Tarasenko any time to work because as soon as they find a little bit of a soft seam, you know, it's going to be trouble for you. And I thought St. Louis's power plays looked very crisp. I thought the passing was pretty decent. You know, a couple of moments here and there where they did struggle and maybe missed something at the point that would have been an easy give and go. 
But overall, you know, there were a few flubbed shots and things that the Jets got away with on the PK. So, yeah, very dangerous unit. Not surprised uh, St. Louis scored first. But it did feel like the Jets were going to respond, and you might be curious to know exactly how good this response was, which you can find out about in just a little bit. Before then, though, I thought you should hear about Athletic Greens and why they should be a part of your healthy lifestyle at the start of every day. When it comes to living a healthy lifestyle, a lot of us are looking for quick, easy fixes that keep us going no matter what we need. Finding something that's safe, convenient, and easy to use is always a challenge, though. Fortunately, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 from Athletic Greens because I'm looking for that extra boost of immune support. What is AG1 from Athletic Greens, you might ask? It's a great-tasting, convenient, and easy-to-use powder that only needs 8 ounces of water mixed in to start your day off right. AG1 comes with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods. I take it to help boost my immune system because, you know, these days we're always exposed to a lot of different viruses, bacteria, and everything in between, so taking AG1 to fortify my body system is one of the easiest steps I can take every day. Want to do the same? It's super easy. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey friends and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are talking about the Blues and the Jets and how the Jets actually put on a pretty impressive show in what I thought was going to be a very different kind of game. Before we continue getting into some of the takeaways, I just wanted to say thanks again for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Coming up, though, we've also got some really cool specials on Monday, March 21st at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, Tune into Locked On Fantasy Hockey Live's live deadline reaction show to get all the on-ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from hosts Steel Rodon and Flip Livingston, with appearances from our roster of local team experts. Plus, catch our own show on the following Tuesday morning for our immediate reaction to the Winnipeg Jets' moves. Also, be sure to drop a like, follow, and subscription to Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Now, tonight's game actually does have some weird implications for the uh, the trade deadline because, you know, for Winnipeg, there's a lot of assets here that the Jets are thinking of moving. I talked about Paul Stastny coming to the Jets from the Blues in, you know, a time for the Blues where they were selling, and now the Jets might be in the same position. But, uh, you know, Stastny's probably going to be on the way out, I would have to imagine. Andrew Kopp, though, was one that the Jets were talking about thinking of keeping, which I'm not really into. I, I really feel like he should be traded while he still has um, an opportunity to bring in some assets for the Jets because I don't really feel that this team is good enough. And certainly, you don't want guys wasting a season either. They should be able to go to a team that is in a more competitive spot. Unfortunately for the Jets, Andrew Kopp got hit, I think, in the second period. And it wasn't a great hit, uh, unintentional as it did seem. Oscar Sundqvist accidentally uh, caught um, Kopp a pie while they weren't really paying attention. I don't know if Oscar was trying to line him up for like a normal check, but... Whatever happened, he sort of like tried to change direction or something like that, and they both kind of turned into each other. Cop went down, and he did have to go off the ice for, you know, a concussion spotting check. I don't think he actually came back later in the game, but um, I, you know, I can't really remember entirely. Either way, you know, you don't ever want to see that happen, especially for Cop, who has had a very serious, uh, you know, concussion history. I think somebody on Twitter said it would have been something like his fifth concussion, which... 
if that's true, that's not great. Uh, and and you start to wonder about his long-term career and uh, you know personal health being at risk. He was walking off under his own power and didn't really seem to have any immediate symptoms, but you do kind of worry long-term if something pops up later. Concussion symptoms can often be delayed, so you know we're hoping that he's healthy and safe first and foremost. And I'm sure the Jets, you know, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with this roster. You know, is Cop going to be somebody that sticks around or do they need to let him go? And any sort of pre-deadline injury would be a pretty serious blow to any of their decision making. Aside from that, I thought the rest of the game was pretty darn good. You know, Winnipeg was fast and aggressive and you saw some really cool counters. One of the more amusing ones, uh, there was like a Justin Falk drop pass or something. And I don't know who he was passing to. But whatever the case was, there was a miscommunication. The puck basically just sort of squirted into the neutral zone, completely uncontested. All the Blues were inside Winnipeg's zone and seemingly didn't know the puck was just going to get floated out there. Uh, and of course, the Jets were just sitting there in the neutral zone off of a line change. You had Ehlers streaking in on the right side, Pierre-Luc Dubois on the left, and it created a 2 on 0 that Jordan Bennington never really had a chance. Um, you know, Bennington had been very good all night, but, you know, on that first goal... Not really much that he could do about it. From that point on, it was a bit of a seesaw affair. You know, the Blues scored with a great Tarasenko goal. Uh, unfortunately, right before the end of the second period, which is always kind of a buzzkill, it's very typical with the Jets. This one was a bad Christian Veselainen pass that created a turnover, and Tarasenko just sort of went right through Hellebuck's five-hole. I'm sure people will say, oh, that's a crappy goal to give up. And it is. It wasn't great. But you also have to understand Tarasenko, if he's got any sort of gap that he can hit, he's probably going to score. He's been on a huge tear this year. That was his 20th goal of the season, which for a guy who basically has, hasn't has really played much over the last two to three years, that's a pretty great accomplishment, you know, coming back at the age of what, like 30 or 31, and once again putting up pretty darn great numbers for, again, a guy who just continually misses time. Uh, you know, but it, you know, if you were worried that this was going to be it that you saw out of the Jets, Worry not. The third period, again, very high scoring, very seesaw affair. You had back and forths between both teams. But towards the back half, I really felt like the Jets started to dominate. And ultimately, they got rewarded for it with Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor notching some really hardworking, fun goals. And then, you know, the third goal from Kyle Connor, great pass from Neil Pionk off of, I believe it was a an interception right along St. Louis's blue line creates a good scoring opportunity, and Kyle just sort of roofed it right over Bennington. So not much Jordan could do about that one, and KFC, when he's at his best, he really doesn't miss. We're also going to pretend that Braden Shen did not tie this game and just skip straight to overtime because, you know, that's more fun that way. I mean, Shen kind of scoring, it is what it is. The Jets against teams with like an extra player on the ice, you know how that goes. But thankfully, in overtime, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois ended up putting this one away after a bit of a slower start for the first few minutes. Um, there was actually one sequence that I, I was kind of pissed about. The Jets had a, uh, a counter created against them because Shifley got hauled down and there was no penalty call and it created a three-on-one that should have been a goal for the Blues, to be honest. Hellebuck, though, did enough to make the save and keep the Jets even keeled and Dubois just sort of finished it off. And so... Just like that, the Jets win 4-3, and life is looking okay. Now, the big question remains, do the Jets have enough gas in the tank to make a push for the last two wildcard spots? I'll give you my thoughts on the current playoff race and where the Jets sort of fit in along that spectrum in just a little bit. 
But before we go any further, I wanted to shout out tonight's title sponsors at BetOnline.net because they're your number one destination for all of your online betting needs, especially as we roll up on these NHL playoffs. Football might be over, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this upcoming playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. Not into football? No problem. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. They've even got great lines for all of you Winnipeg Jets fans. From player points totals to award winners and more. Want to bet on Hellebuck winning another Vezina trophy? Log into BetOnline.net right now and place your bet. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. To get started, register for a free account with BetOnline.net right now. Start winning today because BetOnline is where the game starts. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your New Year's plans. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but it's even better for you. They make it easy to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good, you'll actually want to eat it, unlike all those other waxy, chalky, boring protein bars you're used to. Built Bars are coated in 100% real chocolate and contain around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Good luck finding a candy bar that's as guilt-free as Built Bars are. Ready to make the change? Go through your cupboards or all of your secret snack stashes and throw out all the junky, calorie-laden, super sugary foods that you can replace with Built Bars. You don't even have to love working out. Built Bars are suitable for every lifestyle and can help you cut calories the tasty way. To get started, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Start your New Year's resolutions off the Built way. Hello, friends, and welcome back to tonight's episode of Locked On Jets. We are closing out my thoughts on an eventful game between the Blues and Jets with some, you know, broader thoughts about where Winnipeg is in the standings and ultimately their playoff push that they're thinking about, which, yikes, okay? Let's look at the standings, right? So you've got in the West, Colorado, St. Louis, and Minnesota basically dominating the Central with Nashville just a shade behind thanks to uh, one more game played over the Wild who have the third spot. So Nashville, they've got a pretty good hold, I would say, on that first wild card spot. Well, at least for the time being. In uh, the Pacific, you've got Calgary, Los Angeles, and Edmonton anchoring those top three spots, but there's a lot of room to maneuver there, and it's going to be curious to see if any of these like Pacific Division teams that can't quite get past Edmonton end up dueling the remaining parts of the Central Division for the second wildcard spot, because Nashville doesn't seem like it's going to be uh, on a pace to really give up that, that first seed for the time being. So, you know, whoever gets stuck behind Nashville has a very tough battle. Nashville has got 72 points with 59 games played, and the Jets are in fifth place in this wild card race with 64 points in 60 games. Not super great when you think about it. The Jets are basically only competing for the second wild card spot because there's very little chance of them ever clawing back up to, you know, a top three spot on the division, and I can't really see them getting to Nashville in the first spot. So, second playoff spot in the wild card race, that's probably the only one the Jets would have a shot at. But I, I look at the standings, and you've got Dallas uh, ahead of them, you know, 67 points, but notably three games in hand, which is kind of a big deal. And Dallas this year, they've been winning a lot. 
uh, a lot more than I expected. I, I didn't think that this team was going to be as strong as it is, but for some reason, they continue to find ways to uh, relatively excel. Lots of contributions from across the lineup, and maybe their defending or their goaltending or something is much better than I thought. Whatever the case may be, they have a pretty strong record given the number of injuries that they've had, and they're going to be chasing for that second wild card spot which feels like they have a, have a pretty good shot at because right now ahead of them is Vegas and Vegas has played four more games and only has one more point. So the Knights are in all likelihood going to miss the postseason unless they somehow claw back into the Pacific division. But again, you know, the rest of the Pacific has all played less than they have. So not looking good for the Vegas points percentage race. Um, and I would say the same for Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver, you know, has played about as much as the rest of the Pacific has, but uh, certainly the results for them haven't exactly been ideal. I think that they would be the only other team really trying to uh, claw back into this second wildcard spot. But Dallas, for me, is the clear favorite to take this second seed or even the first if they start to catch up to Nashville at some point. I think both of these teams are likely to anchor those two wildcard spots. The rest of the Pacific Division that is currently trailing the top three in their respective side of the conference, they're really going to struggle to keep pace, and I just don't even think Winnipeg really has a shot here. The Jets are kind of in the same boat as the you know weaker teams in the Pacific. Not enough spots to really compete for. And even if the Jets were to make it, not really that great of a team. You know, they're going to be facing squads like Calgary, um, the Blues, Colorado, maybe even Minnesota. And while some of these teams the Jets have had okay records against, in the long run, you would suspect that at some point someone's going to knock them out and it's not going to be a fun time for the Jets. So... If I'm Winnipeg, I'm still planning on selling at the deadline, and I think that would be the safest course of option. It'll also give the Jets a chance to really evaluate their young players, which might be worth more than anything else, especially when it comes to guys like Heinola, Perfetti, Gustafson, yada yada yada, you get the idea. But hey, maybe this really cool win against the Blues has you thinking otherwise, and you're starting to dream a little bit bigger. Let me know if you think the Jets should actually stand pat or if they should be buyers of all things at the trade deadline at HL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's podcast, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Once again, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Radon and Flip Livingston help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!